Support for today's show comes from Squarespace, and it also comes from encouraging you to be the most awesome internet person you can be. You're a cool, savvy, cracked reader. You're probably awesome. Why not get a website that shows that off? With Squarespace, you can customize everything about your own personal website, from the look and feel to settings and products for it, and there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go ahead and use the offer code CRACKED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, just because you're awesome. Happy holiday season, folks, and hey, would you like some holiday savings? If you go over to podswag.com, you can get t-shirts from this show, The Cracked Podcast. There's a t-shirt celebrating our footnotes section of the show, and also a Schmitty the Clam t-shirt, and you can get a deal on them just because you're listening to this. In honor of Black Friday, on Black Friday, you can get all kinds of deals on t-shirts from this or any other Earwolf show. If you're one of the first hundred orders, you get free shipping. You can also get 30% off t-shirts and apparel, 20% off accessories, and 25% off esoterica, which is defined as stickers, glassware, and posters. So you just learned a thing. It's all happening on Black Friday at podswag.com. That is P-O-D-S-W-A-G, podswag.com. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Cracked Podcast. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm the head of podcasting here at Cracked. I am also known as Schmitty the Clam, and I am also, also not a songwriter. I have never put a piece of music together. Seems like a lot of hand-eye coordination. No thanks. The process seems borderline magical to me. And if you ask certain musicians, it's kind of cool because the process is borderline magical to them, too. Here's a quote from one of my favorite musicians, Neil Young, talking about how he writes songs. This is an actual quote. Here we go. I don't try to think of them. I wait till they come. A metaphor may be that if you're trying to catch a rabbit, you don't wait right by the hole. And then the rabbit comes out of the hole. He looks around. You start talking to the rabbit, but you're not looking at it. Ultimately, the rabbit is friendly and the song is born. The idea is he's free to come, free to go. Who would want to intimidate or disrespect the source of the rabbit. End quote. Very Elmer Fudd, and good for him, he's the best. And I like the idea that tons of popular music is accidental, it is instinctual, it is a bunch of crazy rabbits, let's say. And I like that idea because as listeners, I think we receive music instinctively too. Like we enjoy it before we put thought into it, especially pop music. And the results of that are what today's episode is all about. On today's show, we are talking about hit songs that are low-key weird or terrifying or insane. Music that topped the charts despite major things about it being bizarre. It is a surprisingly common phenomenon throughout all of music history, and I'm going to save all the best examples for the rest of the show because, boy, I am so excited about the guests that we are digging into this with. Howard Kramer and Kulop Vilaisak. They are the hosts of Who Charted? which is a podcast that's officially about what's topping the charts of music, movies, and more. It does cover that. It is about that. It's also one of the funniest comedy hangouts I know. They are both so funny, and they're so fun. Also, they've been tracking exactly what Music America is into every week for years, so they're kind of perfectly constructed as guests for this topic. Beyond Who Charted, Howard's an amazing stand-up comedian and rapper, Dragon Boy Suede, 
And Kulap is an actor, comedian, and writer. She's also the creator and showrunner of Bajillion Dollar Properties. So they're everywhere. If you haven't seen their stuff or heard their stuff, especially Who Charted, go ahead and check it out. And if you've never heard Howard and Kulap at all, well, you're about to. So congrats. So please sit back. Or sit clutching your record collection as you wonder which massive hit songs in it are secretly insane. Either way, enjoy this episode of The Cracked Podcast. I will be back after we wrap up, so talk to you then. We are joined in the studio by Kulap Vilaisak. Hi, Kulap. What? You said my name perfectly. Thank you. I wanted to, and I'm glad. Great. (laughs) Already winning. We need to stop now. This is it. And we're also joined in the studio by Howard Kramer. Hello. Yes, I guess the host of Who Charted. The host. Yeah, the host of Who Charted. (laughs) Hey, I I actually have a problem with the way you mispronounce Kulap's name. No, no, he, he said it right. He pronounced it correctly. Kulap Vilaisa. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, got that out of the It's way. usually more notes than I get up top, but great. We'll <laughs> just uh, push through that. We'll <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> I don't overnote you. Really? I do what I want. Oh, that's, yeah, that's just a main note every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both so much for being here. I, I really am a huge fan of Who Charted and oh. also your other stand-up and shows and everything else, too. Thank um, you for having us. Of course. We have a lot of music to get into this episode. And also, I realized as I was coming over, I was like, they do a show that, among many things, is about the charts. How did you guys get started on pulling from the charts for music and movies and everything else. What brought it in? The man right here to the right is the true architect of the charts. Oh. Right? You laid it down. You laid the pipe down for the charts. I like when you talk that way. (laughs) Hey, um, uh, basically, uh, I've I've been following this stuff, I guess, uh, just on my own without realizing it, you know, for just a really long time. Like, I used to look at the charts when I was young, and I just never stopped. I never stopped. And then I guess people get out of college, and they they fall out of touch with that stuff. I just kept looking at it cool out. Yeah, I know. And you recently, you know, came out of college. There you go. (laughs) So... Yeah, first thing I did when I graduate, I decided to put together a, a chart <laughs> podcast. No, I, a podcast started happening, and I thought, hey, what what one could I do? And then uh, just thought, what if we we just count down the top chart entries every week? What was your gateway chart? What was the one where you were like, this is the thing I'm the most curious about? Oh, uh, music. Well, yeah, music. music. Absolutely, yeah. yeah the man yeah. loves Billboard music. charts back in the day. That that was the one they would show. Yeah, that's a yeah. classic one. And yeah. and that's one of the many reasons I wanted to bring you guys on today, because we're talking about hit songs that are very, very secretly weird or terrifying or insane yeah. or just either under the surface or right on the surface are nuts. Like, yeah. like somehow they were smash hits across the country or world, even though, oh, my God, look at the lyrics or where they came from. Right. Yeah. Have you heard any of Kulap's uh, singing? We put out a few songs. Have you heard any of those? <laughs> um, not Attitude in any way, hitting all of the notes. Oh, great. Not um, in any way uh, worked by Brett Morris. Not at all. <laughs> Not terrifying at all. <laughs> come on, man. I do fine. No, you were great. You were great. For not being a pro, come on. I, what I come in with for this, for yeah. karaoke, is just yeah. heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. For right. all sense of, of confidence, right? Right. I think so. Yeah. Like a truly passionate athlete. Like <laughs> you leave it all out on the field. Yes, there you yes. Go. Again, now, commit. Without the skill of an athlete, 
but like <laughs> I'm, I'm making moves like I am. Okay. Get it? It's good. It's good. So I got 30 for 30. It's good to get it to your <laughs> yes. head this way. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this. I think one song that's sort of the classic example to me, not that it's old, but maybe we start with it, is the song Pumped Up Kicks. Yes. I realized it's from 2011. Oh, I remember is, those charts. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. We, oh, yes, right after we started. Yeah, around then. Yeah, around then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is a song that just openly in the lyrics is talking about a school shooting, yeah. as far yeah. as I know. But done in a very peppy way. Right. Right. The beat is just very, very happy, and it was a nationwide smash hit. And I think at the time, I don't know how I didn't scan it as what that was. I had to read an article that was like, hey, by the way, the world, this is about gunfire. Yeah, shooting on a basketball court. Well, but that's the thing. Like singing it in a very happy tune, you're just like, no one's like focused, zeroing in on the lyrics. Yeah. In fact, the guy who wrote it was working as a jingle writer. That's right. So he was doing happy, peppy commercial stuff. Until that song broke out, then he quit his job, basically. Yeah. They fired him (laughs) because he was so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Writing about shootings, peppy shootings. That was the only jingles he made? Yeah, he just, just like, about. <laughs> yeah, just to put you in the mood for a good drive-by. It's, but it's a catchy tune. It's crazy catchy. It is, yeah, well, uh, it makes sense. I didn't I actually didn't know he was a jingle writer, and I wonder if that's like the goal of every jingle writer. I feel like pop music is the the major leagues of jingle writing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just I think you're like right. you've advanced. You've Pokemon evolved into the next <laughs> thing that you could be. Right, like well, you you <laughs> can you don't have to work for some some commercial house. You could just write the actual hits, but it's the same jingles. Yeah. That's your dream, right, Hal? I guess. No, I've never tried to cross over into to any world. Just stay where I'm at. <laughs> when you hear this song, do you think, like, I'm reminded every single time it comes on, like, oh, yeah, this is about a massacre. Like, I, I, I don't ever forget that. Yeah, no, I can't shake it at all. Yeah. yeah. You have to run faster than a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lyric. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. And it's not a metaphor about no, track no, no, no. or something. It's no, just no. about. And it's like now that we've had, you know, since that point, I don't even want to know the number of mass shootings we've had. It, it, it's even more like, ugh. You don't think it may be slow bullets, you know? Hey, you got to outrun my bullet. Could you could you use the slow ones? <laughs> then maybe, because we can't slow down these massacres, maybe we could change the weaponry so <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad. So you're pitching yeah. that somehow we, what are they, heavier bullets? Are they, Perhaps how are we heavier. slowing them down? We'll get the engineering department here at Earwolf on it. Wait, we'll so Sam is going to figure this out? <laughs> Sam, get on it. <laughs> All right, Sam, you're on it. Hey, now, they are butt mortals. Come on. How are they going to do that? Well, we know Cody's not going to do it, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, do we have a 3D printer here at Deerwolf? <laughs> what, if, what if we did, though? What we could make, yeah. we could create so many things. The technology that changed podcasting. <laughs> 3D printing. Should do it. Now these podcasts can be printed right here in the house. Oh, whoa. A printed <laughs> podcast? Right here. If all it takes, the first step is a dream. It's right? beautiful. That's how the song started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know that song is also 
it sticks out so much to me because it's such a poppy hit song about yes. such a brutal thing. Mm-hmm. But across the history of music, this keeps happening, especially pop music. And there's one cracked article our site did called Five Classic Songs That Were Originally Creepy As Hell by Ryan Manessis. And he pulls out a couple that I've heard my entire life and learned now are strange. One of them is the song Respect. Which yeah. we know as, you know, Aretha Franklin. Oh, whoa, I don't know the story on this one. What's that, why is that weird? Let's hear let's hear a little bit of it just for a second. I should say we have some songs queued up there. Yeah. So this is also it's gonna be Otis Redding coming in. Because this was originally an Otis Redding song, and Aretha Franklin took it over, or, well, covered it, and then became globally famous as the person who did respect. Yeah. Um, and her version is, I think, Different. very much, yeah. <laughs> she changed the lyrics a little bit, and it's it's more about, like, a woman finding respect and empowerment and so on. And Otis Redding's version is a, like, musician singing about musicians kind of thing. It's about him being like a very tired road musician who's always on tour and always out of the house. And he's saying to his spouse, go ahead and hook up with whoever you want. While I'm away, just please keep it on the down low right. when I'm home. Yeah. Like, don't let me know about it, please. Mm-hmm. Right. Go don't ahead. do it in yeah. front of my face. Exactly. Go <laughs> ahead. Right. F around. Right? But right. It, but when I'm in town, only me, baby. That's right. Yeah. That's why I tell Kulap. She guests on a lot of podcasts. I do. I say, when I'm here, it's t- it's taping time. Who charted? Keep it on the keep it on the up. Okay, but it's confusing right now because we're both guesting on this podcast. Oh, but that's okay. Yeah, because I'm here. Thought you running around on me. She really, she really draws out that statement too. What? Where's it going? What? So dramatic. So dramatic. Um. Yeah. This. I. I didn't know about that. I guess. That seems like an odd thing to to uh, write a song about. Yeah, it's real dark for being, I think, the 60s when it, it came out. It's a very specific situation. Like, not everyone's going to relate to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not everyone's <laughs> out on the road and coming back to a woman who's... Yeah. Well, because he's also, he's also messing around. I, I feel like he's messing around the road and he's just giving her permission. Uh, so when we're together, yeah. we're together. That makes sense. So I, th- I think it's kind of progressive. Right. Did he include that in any of his verses? Hey, I'm doing it too. <laughs> he he doesn't, but like, I never thought about it that way. It seems like it's an unspoken thing. There. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah you you know, you well, can do it too. Is what I think. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that this is the first R and B song that was like Polly. It was the first one that's like, yeah. oh, just you know, be with whoever, yeah, man. Yeah. It's cool, right? Yeah. yeah, we you know, but when we're to, we're each other's main people, right? You know, that's the structure. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if we're cool with that, then we can you know go astray. Go astray. Yes. If we just bring it back <laughs> in tight. Hey, but you know what I'm thinking? Like now that I know this. <laughs> Now that I know this information, like, is this mansplaining? Because he goes so far as to spell respect. <laughs> like, is that an original form of just like, oh my God, daddy's going to tell you how it is. A little bit. Right. R- a little bit. E. <laughs> you try and spell that yourself, silly woman. You can't do that. I, there, I think there's, because I looked up the uh, that article, and there are, I think, a few songs that are kind of like that. Yeah. And that's a little bit. 
<laughs> right. Like not just you don't understand the concept. Here's how it's spelled. So yeah. you can look it up in the dictionary. Right. If I'm gone and you need to check what yeah. it means. And right. also I'm just, just gonna I'm gonna also tell you how it is and what's oh, what. Yeah. Right? A little bit. Letting them know. Like, the girls just wanna have fun a little bit. Oh yeah, well that one. Let's go to that one. Okay, yeah, because there's another one in the article. And another one where it's so famous as a cover version. By far the most famous version is the Cindy Lauper version of Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. There was other covers Let's play in that a little one? Bit now. This well, is the original. Okay. Oh wait, no. Well, this, this is sorry. it's kinda it's kinda both, yeah. So we all know this song. Oh, what an amazing song. It's the most famous version, and it was originally written by a guy named Robert Hazard in Philadelphia, a musician. And he didn't even release his version because Cyndi Lauper covered it and they got it out so fast and it was such a massive hit that oh. he was like, oh, why would I bother? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. How did Cyndi get it? I don't know the exact story of that, actually, yeah. I figure it was just they both knew each other and worked together. Okay. Right? But this is another one where also the difference is huge with it being a man saying it versus a woman singing yeah. it. When Cindy Lauper sings it, it's about we want to live our own lives, how we want to live them. And when this guy Robert Hazard sung it, there were some different words, especially a whole bridge that Cindy Lauper left out, just about how women can't keep their hands off him. <laughs> and yeah. even women who are in yeah. relationships already yeah. just so need him. Those girls, those girls want to have fun on him. It's not his fault. Oh, it's right, these girls right. want to have fun. The ultimate in hubris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing a service. I show up and the ladies have fun on me. <laughs> different song. A very yeah, different yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I realize it's like that one part in the movie Triple X when he's like a lady's waiting in his room and he's like, the things I do for my country. <laughs> like, it's that but a song. Oh, Vin. Has Vin Diesel covered Vin this Diesel. Uh, song? <laughs> right, Vin's cover. Very good. Girl, this one fun. Vin loves to sing. Do you follow him at all on Instagram? No, no, Either no, one no, of you? no, no. I've he, seen his Facebook page. He loves to sing. I didn't know he loves he to sing. Loves he loves to karaoke. Like, oh, like torch song, like Broadway songs. I, I've seen Sinatra. him do Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. Which one? Umbrella. <laughs> Sorry. <You can> stand <laughs> Say it again. Umbrella. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and there comes a time in a man's life when he's got to stand on the mountain. I can't do it. Uh, Vin? No. Sorry, guys. Sorry, fans are cracked. <laughs> <laughs> the fans expect perfect Vince. <laughs> I'm this not the, the guy. I'm sorry. I think I think with a little practice, you could you could be the guy. I'll work on it. I'll come back for a, a, another episode. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Girls just want to have fun. I've always liked that song. I remember when it came out. It was just yeah, it's a perfect empowerment anthem. Yeah, I think it's just coming from some horny dude. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one of the article is the song Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Mm -hmm. And this is one that was famously done by Bill Haley and the Comets in 1960. But the original version by Big Joe Turner in 1954 has just about the same lyrics. That's a fun song, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. It's also, the lyrics of it are pretty much explicitly about kitchen sex, which... Is like, Whoa. you can do a song about that, man. It's 2017. We can do whatever we want. But yeah. in the 50s, that was like impossible. They uh, also, when Bill Haley redid it, they didn't really change any of the lyrics, even though probably the grossest one is, I'm like a one-eyed cat peeping in a seafood store. Whoa. I mean, that's a Howard Kramer lyric. I guess. What? <laughs> yeah. Is that a... Dragon Boy Suede lyric. Come on. I guess, but is the one-eyed cat his... 
Ding dong. It's his penis, yeah. But it's just got fur on it? <laughs> uh, I guess. Okay. You know, some do. Jesus and uh, and then a, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Wait, some do? <laughs> some do, yeah. Pubes and I don't know. Pubes and I don't know. I got to apologize to your crack, oh, crack listeners. <laughs> I don't know how blue the show gets. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Okay. It's fine. So again, it's a one-eyed yeah, cat going into a seafood I'm store. I'm like a one-eyed cat peeping in a seafood store, which it could just be like some old-timey phrase. I don't know what it means, but apparently it's, I'm like a one-eyed cat is a penis, and then peeping in a seafood store. Seafood store is some kind of weird oblique reference to a lady's uh, What are you say? Are you What are you talking about? Which is like also just gross in general. Well, it's not a cool thing. And as a lady, I don't want you just peeping. Oh, you, want, you want them in there <laughs> shopping. Hey, hey, yeah, give me three pounds of scrod. Yeah, give me uh, a couple crabs. Give me some uh, scallops. It's a very evocative uh, lyric. It seems like one of those things where it's like almost poetic, if not for being wildly gross. It's like they tried to build a little poetry sandcastle and then just a wave of gross. Like, <laughs> yeah, they washed it away. Destroys yeah, it. Knocked over, it down yeah. with a big old dong. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cleared the castle. That's what's happening now in Hollywood. The, the, oh my God. The castle's being cleared. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was supposed to get topical. <laughs> oh yeah, you did tell us to be topical. Let's weave these songs in with the... Uh, News narrative. Yeah, current events. <laughs> <laughs> one more song from that article. This is one where it's, it's not in the lyrics, you wouldn't know, but it's a song called Maniac, which is the famous song from Flashdance. Right. Which we all know. We can hear a little bit of it. It's the the famous theme that uh, Jennifer Be- Beals dances to. What a great time. Yeah. Um, the writing of the song, oh, yeah, this beat. So the writers of the song, they wrote this beat. They got all this music going. Oh, so great. And then the origin of it was they were watching TV news and they saw a story about a serial killer. Uh, the, and these two guys named Dennis Matkowski and Michael Sambello, they were like, you know, it would be a fun night for us, not just going to bed or something. What we're going to do is we're going to write a song about a serial killer. And won't yeah. that be fun and crazy? <laughs> and then later they got the gig to do music for Flashdance. And yeah. they were like, great song, make the lyrics not about a serial killer and about a lady dancing. Uh, and they were like, cha-ching, yes. Yeah. Amen. They retrofitted it. Like the lyrics or something, <laughs> it's like he's a he's a maniac. And then something about, like, he'll... Do you have it? Yeah. Uh, uh, he's a maniac. Maniac, he just moved next door. He'll kill your cat and nail it to the floor. Do. But interesting, in this article, two cat references, different vibe, though. Well, that's right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the cat and what it represents to men <laughs> uh, has inspired a lot of great music uh, over the decades. Wow. Till this podcast, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. We should just make the rest of the show the history of cats and music. Oh, like, cats. Uh, just a bunch of, of stuff. Cats, men, music. <laughs> Meowsic. <laughs> this song was written in the early 80s. Yeah. And uh, cocaine was real big in the early 80s. <laughs> and you, and you yep. can hear it in the beat, like the jumpiness of the beat, but then also... We're going to stay up all night. Like, usually go, hey, it's late, turn on the news, we'll fall asleep. These guys are like, we're going to be up all night. Right. Let's write a tune. <laughs> I, I 100% believe that <laughs> yeah. in this case. Yeah. yeah. I figure that's like, how most songs in the 80s got written. Right. We literally can't sleep. Art, you know? Like, <laughs> all right. <that's laughs> peppy I'm music. up, you're up. There's cocaine. Mm-hmm. Maniac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, serial killers were a big deal then, Kulak. I think they're a big deal now, too. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's a problem, Hal. 
We got to keep it current. Remember, we're supposed to talk about current events. Well, yeah. Well, pumped up kicks is proof that the, the killing has continued. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> God, sorry. Sorry, Alex. No, no. They, the audience knew the songs would be fucked up. They knew what we were getting into. Okay, all right. All we're right. there. All right, we're all right, there. all right, all right. Let's look at another song. I love that so many of these are massive hits, and like I was re-listening to a bunch of them on the way over just to be fresh, and I was realizing that I was listening to each of them through a prism now. You know, I'm like, oh, no, it's this whole nothing. Right. Uh, it's all, it's all the song. Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Everyone knows it. We'll hear it anyway. And this is one of the biggest R&B songs, one of the biggest love songs of all time. And it turns out he co-wrote it and co-produced it with a musician named Ed Townsend. And Ed Townsend did the first bones of the song and the tune and also the title Let's Get It On came from him and were about the concept of moving on from alcoholism. Oh my, really? Yeah, the phrase let's get it on meant like, let's get on with the day and with wow. taking it one day at a time and like rebuilding our life, you know, and we'll this just put it coming together. Coming out of the fog, let's, let's march. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. then what happened? It started turning people on inadvertently. <laughs> people started getting horny. Almost, yeah. What uh, <laughs> apparently he then took it to Marvin Gaye, and they were like, "Great, here are some lyrics." But Marvin, you're the singer. You're the you know you improvise. You take it where you're going to take it. And Marvin Gaye just kept going sexual with it. Ah. And then they were like, "Yeah, this is a pretty cool sexual yeah. song. Let's do this." Were they surprised that he went that way with it? <laughs> I don't know if they should have been. He's really good at that. Yeah, yeah. it's called "Let's Get It On," and we're going to let Marvin Gaye take a crack at it. <laughs> no, the guy would go a- on to write sexual healing. It's about alcohol. <laughs> it's about no. It's about alcohol. sobriety, Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna try something. <laughs> yeah, I thought you wanted a hit. I thought you wanted a hit song. We'll make it about the uh, one-eyed cat in the seafood store. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> Ed's in the booth, like it's about pain. It's just the studio's getting sexier and sexier, <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing he could do. You're like, perverting the words of the song. <laughs> Ed, just take a drink and chill out. <laughs> but um, that that was that's a pretty forward song. I mean, there weren't. It's one of the first songs that you could really tell was about sex. It wasn't like. Oh, there's the no innuendo, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. even, even like, yeah, shake, rattle, and roll for being as gross as it is, it's still kind of innuendo and kind of pretending to be, oh, let's just dance in the kitchen. Ha, you know? Yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah. until the sh- taping right now, I thought that's just what it was. It was just like, oh, they needed a safe little pop song for the 50s. Who knew about the spatula up the butt? <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> let's uh, let's look at another song. This is uh, another huge hit. This is Hey Ya by Outkast. Ooh. Which took over the planet. Yeah. It was it was all over the entire world. And this is also one where I might just be stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it I'm gonna caveat it with that right at the top because the song is about the difficulty of hanging on to a relationship yeah. for any amount of time, especially your whole life. And I just never knew that until the internet told me and I read about it. Because it's so peppy and it's yeah. so happy all of the time. Yeah, it makes everybody, as soon as it comes on, like, people start clapping and they... And this was the video where it was, like, Polaroid pictures, right? Like, the whole thing. Yeah, shake thing. it like shake a Polaroid, Polaroid yeah. picture. Yes, yeah, well. And he's so entertaining. And they're all in crazy fashion and it's like, yeah. it's very upbeat. And the call and response part is just, what's cool than being cold? It's cold. Like, that's not really in it. But the yeah. rest of it is all about... Our mom and dad knew how to have a long relationship. We don't. And who can know if you're really in love or not? Just go through the motions. Incredibly dark ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a continuation or 
but it's in the same album that like I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. what he was. Stankonia, I think. Was it? Be, I think it's, no, it's his speaker own. backs left below. Yeah, speaker backs left below. Yeah, yeah. And so that wasn't that a a lot of it was about the breakup with uh, Erica Badu and trying to co-parent, or am I off my? Oh, rock it might here? be. I don't know anything about the backstory of I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would believe that. it though. I actually was like paying attention to Outcast a lot at the time, so I knew that ahead of time. Yeah, but um, that's the problem with sometimes like googling the lyrics too early. I think it's nice uh, to like not know for a while and have your own ideas about what a song is before you get these like dark uh, factoids that tell you it's all about something else. Yeah, for real. But stylistically, an amazing song. Amazing. And then he was like, uh, right. like you said, very adult and and sort of involving lyrics, involved yeah. lyrics. He's a genius. Oh yeah, they're Stone amazing. Cold genius, yeah. Yeah, because apparently uh, Andre 3000 went to the head of their record company, which is L.A. Reid, and was he said, "Hey, there's the single," and L.A. Reid said, "I don't understand this song, but you guys seem to like it, and it seems to be catchy, so go for it." And like wildfire. Yeah. So even a lot of the people approving this as a song were like, "Oh, it's about it's about relationships not working." Oh, okay. Yeah, well, sure. then right. this was also wasn't this part of like. Speaker box love below was that when it was split when a big boy yes. and he did two separate so that was already kind of a crazy idea this duo now is going to yeah. be two separate albums it's double crazy now but he 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 got away with it he was a, he was a um, a trailblazer with this one when I sure. worked on Melrose uh, Avenue as like a, a on a shop shop there and my instructor my boss was like don't let anyone use the bathroom like it's just for employees could the instructor use it <laughs> my instructor <laughs> my instructor my boss my boss he was like it's just for employees people will try you know let's it's not yeah. a public bathroom yeah, yeah. but Andre 3000 <laughs> sauntered in and like full Whoa. like fashion you know what I mean like not as fashion as those videos but more fashion than all of us combined now right right sure and he was like can you the bathroom, like right this way, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, let, let's do another because this is. Let's knock this one out because this is another song where, again, I might be stupid and also might not have lived in LA long enough. But it's the song "I Love LA" by Randy Newman, which is sort of a theme song for the city. Like, especially yeah. the Dodgers have been having an amazing season. You listening in the future know if they won the World Series. But every time they win, they play this song uh, at the stadium, and yep. it's sort of a anthem for the entire city. Yeah. And he's making fun of the city. It's yep. it's a very ironic song that is making fun of it as just a place where you drive around and it's hot and there's nothing to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like the Dodgers just won because I'm hearing this. <laughs> but I thought... In the article, that's what I thought it was. Like, that's the headline of the article. But then when I read it, uh, it was like, he was like, no, I was annoyed that people were talking about how much they love New York. Or did I completely oh, misread that? that? Might be. Somebody had a song that was like, oh, you know, L.A., she doesn't like L.A. And New York's where something, you know, that rivalry. And so yeah, he yeah. was yeah, like. There was a yeah. lot of dissing going on. Yeah, even before Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and that was part of it, too, of just like, yeah, like, no, L.A.'s awesome. But I don't know. I mean, I, it's, I a, get it's a cheesy yeah. song. <laughs> it's a really cheesy it is, song. But I, I also, I mean, if he was making fun of L.A., I take it to mean, like, there really is no heart of the city here. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. you could okay, go Times yeah. Square, Statue of Liberty. It's like you're just <laughs> kind of driving a lot. 
Yeah, yeah that's there is, true. <laughs> there's a list in the song of like, oh, the things in LA, and it's Century Boulevard, <laughs> and then they chant, we love it. Yeah. Victory Boulevard, we love it. Santa Monica Boulevard, we love yeah. it. Sixth Street, we love it, <laughs> which are just roads. They're and just, the yeah. point is that okay, just that if you drive funny. on them, it's not like it's this amazing ex- experience. You just see a lot of the valley on Victory or just a lot yeah. of town. You know? Right. But when he wrote Short People Have No Reason to Live, he really meant that. <laughs> he was being honest in that one. Now, he's a tongue-in-cheek uh, Tongue-in-cheeksman. Yeah. He te- tongue-in-cheeksman? Have you ever in your life heard anyone be referred as a tongue-in-cheeksman? I've only seen it on business cards. Uh, hey, but I don't. <laughs> if there had to be a first, don't you think Randy Newman? Yeah, that's choice? true. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. LinkedIn says Randy Newman, tongue-in-cheeksman. <laughs> tongue-in-cheeksman. Amazing. Hey, you know, this one reminds City. me of uh, Born in the USA by Springsteen, which is used as such an anthem, but oh, is, yeah. is uh, you know, critical of the Vietnam War. And that's, yeah, until later, I didn't realize it. Scott Ackerman, my betrothed, he was a, he's a big Springsteen fan. And I think early on in our relationship, I was like, I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I don't like that song. He's like, it's not about what you think it is. I was like, what do you mean? Having heard it hundreds and hundreds of times growing up. And then looking at the lyrics, I was like, oh, that was oddly then my entryway into like becoming a fan and looking at like the rest of his like work. And I was like, oh, he's not what I thought he was. That's really cool. And so then I saw him on Broadway and brought this back for Howard. Thank you so much, (laughs) Kumap. It is a Bruce Springsteen on Broadway sippy cup. Oh, thank you. We really had a gift giving in the studio. That's great. Because, yeah, I, I heard from the show that you'd seen him. Like, when he plays that live, does he lead into it with, by the way, this is kind of ironic. Anyway, here we go. Like, is there any setup or anything? Well, he, or does didn't, he... he didn't play He it. has done that in the past. Yeah, I but mean, he didn't I've play for this. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. he just talked about that time in the show. And talked about reading the book uh, based on, uh, uh, was it? Oh, Born on the Fourth, Fourth of, of July. Fourth of July. And then talked about the experience of meeting that author and then going Dr. to. Dr. Seuss? No, oh, it wasn't okay. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> but he talks about that time and what it meant to him. And like, just yeah, so it was like, oh, super interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he's an advocate for veterans' rights and all that kind of stuff. So he's he's definitely about the empathy for the plight of the uh, of the man who served. Overseas. Mm-hmm. Born in the USA is a great example because I I only learned that a year or two ago from political news that that has that other meaning to it. It was some kind of thing where some candidate wanted to use it at a rally and then Springsteen didn't support their politics. And also people were like, by the way, the candidate's kind of owning themselves with this song because yeah. it's exactly. about like different like values. Christy or yeah, something. It just shows Chris that Christy they didn't. It might have been Chris Bill Christy Bradley Lewis. or somebody. It was like yeah. 20 years ago in New Jersey. Oh, all right. But, um, He's definitely outing himself as having never heard the verses. You know, just he's, yeah. he's only heard the hook. There's some old message board for Springsteen fans. It's like early internet when it's a lot, very message board driven. It? And there's Christy posts on it about flying to Springsteen shows and what an amazing time he had. Uh, and it's like, it's signed like Chris from whatever part of New Jersey. Like, it's right. great. Oh my God. When you get to a level where your hero hates you, that's the best. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Do you think the fact that Bruce does not agree with his politics and, like, does not like you I would Can think, you imagine that, though? If, like— But do you think he lets that idea into his head? He must have it so blocked out. Chris Christie? Yeah. He's just like, you know, yeah. politics, infighting. No, no, I met Bruce several times. He loves me. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, probably. But it's not true, Chris. It's not true, and you know it. <laughs> 
You're like you whisper to him, break his break into yeah. his psyche. Let's do let's do another geographic one. The famous Kiss song, Detroit Rock City. Oh, from their best album, Destroyer. Yeah, are you are are you a Kiss fan? Yes, I've never. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I could tell you a lot about them. <laughs> That's great. Well, and also because this is one where I think fans of the band know the crazy thing about it, probably, and people who are just generally familiar with Kiss, yeah. like me. Probably no. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because the the radio edit of the song is just the hit song. It's about a guy driving to see a Kiss show. Yeah. And then on the album, the non-radio edit only has like 15 more seconds. And it's because at the beginning, there's a news report talking about a guy dying in a car crash. And then at the end, there's a car crash. And it's because the song is inspired by a Kiss fan who drove too fast and too tired to try to make it to a Kiss show and got killed trying to do that drive. Is and Paul Stanley was like, that's a song. And then they made it the lead like a, track on Destroy. Yeah, it's like it opens up. You can hear him like starting his car and getting in and listening to the Kiss songs on the radio. And then the song comes in. And yeah, then at the end, he dies in a crash. Oh, it's like Stan. Yeah. It is. It's the original Stan. <laughs> it really oh, it is. is. Nobody yeah. gives Kiss credit. People are like, they suck. They suck. Which it, they do. I mean, I, I, I mean. <laughs> I, As a fan. That has to right. hurt for you to admit that. <laughs> well, I re-listen. This is weird that we're talking about them because I, I was like, for Rocktober, I got to do something because I don't really listen to a lot of rock <laughs> anymore. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to a Kiss album a day. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So I made it to about 14, 15, and then there's just middle catalog there just broke me. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't I can't do it anymore. Because there's a lot of stuff where... I like love a part of the song. The, oh, that hook is great. That verse is great. But then there's all this other stuff that I don't know. It's just I should just do a, a Kiss Master mix or something of your own, like your my you favorite should. parts. You should. But no, they're they're a fun band. They're a great band. And that yeah, yeah. that album Destroyer was an album that made them real big. That that one's better than the rest of them. I thought there was a movie where it was about getting to a Kiss concert. Am I out of? Oh yeah, mind? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fictional narrative. Yeah. Movie. So. I was just wondering if that movie had it's related the, to the song. Yeah, if 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 so. they like died oh, in the movie or oh, Detroit Rock City was the name of the movie. Yes, that's the name of the song. And then that was the name of the movie. But did those did in the narrative? Look, I of the thought movie? that was a fun one where it's just kids okay. trying to get to a Kiss concert. But that, maybe that makes sense. yeah, <laughs> if they made that a movie, that'd be very impressive. That's that's yeah. like a art movie, a very dark movie to yeah, do. Let's take our darkest song and turn it into a... A darker movie, yeah. When, when we have never made a movie in 20 years <laughs> since the one about us hanging around in an amusement park. And was that good? No, that's not good, but it's fun. Okay. Super wa- weird, but yeah, it's not like it holds together. I don't think... I haven't seen it in a really long time. Yeah. I feel a lot of band movies are like that, huh? Because, like, I love the Beatles, and my first introduction to them was the movies. And I now cognitively realize that most of them aren't very good, except Hard Day's Night. But I love them. I I will watch them. They're fun. The the essence of fun comes through on those for for sure. I was just going to say how, like, oh, wow, I feel like there's been just such a revival in, like, rock docs or music docs. Yeah. When that used to be, like, a kind of a norm, right? Doing movies with, like, the Beatles or the Stones, the Talking Heads one. Right. And so now, like, sure. yeah. now with the net Netflix, it's like you've got the Gaga. The, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they one do that. and all that. They don't really come out super regularly, but then there are a bunch of them. I feel like there's more yeah. now because there was the Beyonce one, and then I Chris think— Chris Brown has one, too. Really? 
It's on Netflix. I'm mm. afraid to watch it. Um, I'll pass. Yeah. Demi Lovato has one coming out or is out right now? She, uh, she's got heart. I, of all the Chantuses, I, I don't get her totally. Like, I don't get how she gets to be one of the main ones. I get of all t- the Chantuses. But I get Katy Perry. I get, you know, Rihanna. I get yeah. Taylor Swift. I don't. What's Demi Lovato? I'm so excited you have such a take on her. I have no <laughs> thoughts about her. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I know we talk about it on Who Charted. There's usually about 10 or 12 at any given time that are the top yeah. female singer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, she seems to be in there somehow. I keep thinking, like, I get Selena Gomez. I get... Sorry, I get Demi, I get that, yeah. One thing with Detroit Rock City, I, I always sort of assumed it was a song about trying to get to Detroit. And apparently the actual death there, there's an author named James Campion who did a book called Shout It Out Loud about Kiss. And he tried to track down what death it's based on because Paul Stanley's talked about it in interviews, but he was like, oh, I got to find out. And he doesn't know exactly who it was who died, but they know it was for a Fayetteville, North Carolina show that Kiss played November 30th, 1974. Wow. So it's specifically like North Carolina Rock City or something. Wow. You know, like they're trying uh, to get to a tour date somewhere. Well, I do know that Detroit is one of the first cities that really embraced KISS. Yeah. So that's probably why they catered it to Detroit. And it makes sense to me. It's like a cool place. There's not a lot of songs about Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville. As far as I know. Yeah. Actually, I was there about a year and a half ago. I was amazed by how much traffic there was for a uh, rural city. I think it was built to be a one-lane kind of town, and now so many people live there. Oh, okay. It's interesting to get the history of the of the traffic accidents and things there because I, I did take notice of that when I was there, <laughs> that we had a dangerous situation going on. Wow, you made a connection. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Are you ready to start a new business? You seem like you are. Or maybe you want to make yourself stand out with your photography, your blog, anything else you want to do online. Well, with beautiful templates created by world-class designers, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your ideas into a new and unique website that is totally you. You can showcase your work, show off your blog, let everybody know what you're up to, and even sell products and services in just a few clicks. And everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. You might be using your phone to listen to podcasts. You probably also use it to look at the internet. And Squarespace builds sites that work with that right away. There is nothing to install, patch, or upgrade with your site. And if you do have a question about it, Squarespace has a 24-7 customer support team. They are award-winning, and they are there to help. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial to get you going online. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code CRACKED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com, offer code CRACKED. Let's do let's do more death rock. Oh, this is uh, okay. another huge song. This is Jump by Van Halen. Oh. We all know it. And this is a just a classic song that is based on uh, David Lee Roth has said that he was watching TV and this is another news report one kind of like maniac where it, on the news they said, "Oh, there's a guy on top of a building and we think he might jump and commit suicide." And David Lee Roth was like, Let's do a song about how someone might as well jump. The context and the lyrics will be he's in next to a music machine. But yeah. my inspiration is the suicide. Suicide. Thing. I mean, another one of your heroes, Howard. 
David Lee Roth is a hero, but you know what? Um, they do both require a leap of faith. <laughs> <laughs> so in that sense, he nailed it. I uh, <laughs> yeah yeah I everything I picture the scenario that you described. Just as evocative as a one-eyed cat going into a seafood store, which is like David really Lee Roth yelling at the TV is like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Hey, but like if you if you were gonna kill yourself, but you found out like, no, it's just gonna inspire some pop song, would that make you even more wanna kill yourself? Or would you go, No, I'm not gonna kill myself because I don't wanna oh, Right. I don't want to make some earworm by a band I'm not that into yeah. happen. I was doing stand-up in Austin one time, and um, the 6th Street had to be blocked off. 6th Street in Austin, actually. Oh, has yeah. Stuff. It's not like Randy Newman's 6th Street. Yeah, there you go. We love yeah. it. But, um, yeah, that's the main drag with all the bars and all All that. the bars. Yeah. So there was a comedy club, the Velveeta Room, where we uh, where all started, me and my friends. There was a, a police standoff. A guy had killed himself right across the street inside the top of some building. Uh. So once they realize, okay, it's not a threat to anybody, they let everybody back on the street, and then open mic night began. So within 10 minutes of this guy blowing his head off, we're across the street making jokes about it. But it just goes to show you, like, you take your life, you don't know how other people are going to take it. Yeah, it's not your life anymore. You could be just a joke, fodder for jokes immediately. And then forgotten the ne- by the next night. Well, yeah, like David Lee Roth going, oh, I don't care about that guy. I'm just going to write a tune. <laughs> Did that guy jump, I wonder? I don't know, actually. Mm. That's an excellent question. Was it Evil Knievel? <laughs> was, it, was it not as dark as oh, we're right. all trying to make it out to be? It was also a cool guy on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was it was also fun. Was it a double dunch competition? <laughs> <laughs> was he a swimming instructor and he was just trying to get the kid to go in the pool? Yeah. yeah. Tragically, everyone got brownies and <laughs> had a great time. Uh, <laughs> poor kids. Uh, but they, they did make a hell of a hit out of that one. That was a signature song. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Let's do uh, this. Is a <laughs> Good surprisingly, thing for well, I'm just thinking about kids and stuff. This is a, a Christmas carol, right? Ah. You'd think these are all ancient and how could they be anything? This is a song called Do You Hear What I Hear, which is it's one of the slower carols. I don't know if it's like one of the biggest hits. It's famous for like Bing Crosby singing it. And uh, it came from 1962 because the people who wrote it wrote it about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That song's not like a way older song. That's like from the 60s. It has a really medieval vibe, but yeah. it's from uh, October of 1962. Wow, that's interesting. Which anytime you hear about the Cuban Missile Crisis, they're like, 13 days in October. You know, it's, wow. it's yeah. that I always time. thought it was just like the three wise men because I don't know the religion part of it, so that all those songs always confuse me. It feels medieval. Like It yeah, feels like yeah. a three wise men, King Wenceslas. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't know the King religious Wenceslas. part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it does. Like where, where, do, like, where are these guys wandering now? Haven't they gotten to Bethlehem yet? But no, it's just them <laughs> listening for missiles in the air. Is that... Do you hear kids? the sounds of war? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy the holidays. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, the writers were Noel Regney and Gloria Shane Baker. 
and they were in a recording studio doing something else, and their engineer apparently was like, while we have a break in taping, I'm just going to listen to the radio and find out if the world's been blown up yet or not. Hold tight. And they were like, yeah, times are dark. And then they were heading home, and they saw a couple of kids being walked by their parents and like being friendly, and they were like, yeah, they understand the message of peace. Who understands the message of peace? People need to hear about peace. Oh, and then they went and wrote this song about how it's like it's has very little Christian stuff in it because they wanted it to be a song for the entire world to realize that we should not die in nuclear Armageddon. Oh, these damn globalists. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Damn <laughs> globalists with their song propaganda. There's also, this is a good time to get into TV theme songs, I think, too, because that's kind of wallpaper in our lives, you know? Yeah. The community theme song is a much longer song by a band called The 88, and we can go ahead and hear some of it. The part you hear on TV is incredibly grim on its own, and then the rest of the song is even grimmer. It's about how we're all about to die, and you'll probably hear it in a sec. Right. We could all be dead very soon. Welcome to our funny TV show about fun stuff. But it makes sense. It's Dan Harmon. This all makes sense to me. That is true, yeah. Is it like um, community college is a suicidally kind of place, right? Yeah, and I I feel like they were misfits, and what united them was their sadness. That's true. (laughs) This is how Kulop thinks, and maybe more of a Doran to me than Dan. Mm-hmm. No, well, you I, know what I mean, like especially now that I've seen Rick and Morty, where they've buried their own bodies, and yeah, and yeah. <laughs> there's at least one suicide attempt by Rick after he breaks up with the hive mind and everything. Yeah, yeah it yes. all it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now it plays, but then <laughs> even that, I would be watching TV and I was like, another episode of Commute. Yeah, ah, that's a dark song. Anyway, okay, push through <laughs> it. Here we go. Like, <laughs> I guess uh, it's a cool juxtaposition. To get taken into that darkness and then be given those laughs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's deep. 22 that's minutes of laughter, a 30-second song of darkness. It's not a tough price to pay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's oh, the, uh, it's got so eloquent. Yeah, dude. It's the community. Um, Credo. Promise. Credo, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> give us 30 seconds. We'll give you 22. <laughs> let's do let's do it uh we had one other tv theme song picked out which is the theme song for cheers oh yeah oh which, this is crazy because the chunk of it this is another one where it's an entire pop song but the part you hear on tv is just nice i think like there's nothing yeah. crazy about it yeah it's really great and we all know the piano thing and then if you look at the full lyrics of it the guy it's not, not even a guy is the protagonist of it the person's life in it gets way crazier immediately like he really needs a drink i think yeah yeah i i looked this up and i can't believe that this these are the lyrics yeah you know what it reminds me of one of those rupert holmes songs where he's just kind of like a guy in the early 80s and things just go wrong for him and he's trying to figure you know like pina colada song and that kind of thing oh yeah it has those kind of like songwriter at a piano trying to be kind of Funny and sardonic. Oh, I see what you're saying. Almost like a Randy Newman in a way. Oh, so like a tongue and cheeksman. Tongue and cheeksman, exactly. Yeah, like your dog's gonna throw up on your best girl's mom's face. <laughs> but I mean that tongue and cheek. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Can you, what are the lyrics? They're so insane. Yeah. So there's one, there's a key verse because most of the song you, you hear on the show is, ah, I just need fellowship, you know? And then as this person's day goes on. Yeah, let's find out why you need that fellowship so bad. Yeah. Uh, roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead. Okay, fine. The coffee machine's broken, whatever. The morning's looking bright, and your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. No. So they're gone. Yeah, you can't tell anyone about the broken coffee machine. Yeah, yeah. And your husband wants to be a girl. And then into the chorus. And then off we go. That's a a left. Right. (laughs) I will say, these days we more hear about the journey of the actual transgender and not how well, it affects the wife well, and the different people <laughs> in the family. So right, right. That this is modern times, twenty seventeen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things well, were di- different back then. Because mm-hmm. also the singer's male, and like, so I assumed anytime I heard this song that the protagonist of it is male. But if it's your husband wants to be a girl, either it's a man married to a man. Yes. Or it's a heterosexual relationship, and it's a woman who a woman's point of this view. Whole time. Sung wow. By, okay. That's, yeah. That alone is kind of like okay. Or it's somewhere else on the gender spectrum. I don't know what's going on. You <laughs> That's know? true. Could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Should, yeah. The Cheers theme should have came with a disclaimer or some way to explain <laughs> footnotes or something. Isn't there good, a- <laughs> they were smart to leave this to chop this part out. <laughs> Isn't there another wild lyric, or is that that one is the maybe, maybe the, the most? No, there's insane. one about it. The dog and he to your dog wants to be a oh, cat. Yeah. <laughs> Did they do that? The transgendered. Yeah, I actually I skipped over it. There's another verse before that too, which is all those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail, so they're going broke, right? Right. And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail, so I think your kid tortured a pet. Right. And then. And your third fiance didn't show, Ooh. so you like got stood up at your third wedding that or something. That lyric is always already, a blow. <laughs> it's such a blow. And you already have kids from the other weddings, right? And the Who kids are torturing are already, animals. Yeah, they're maladjusted. <laughs> You're a. It's hard to bring this up, but I mean, it's it got brought up. I mean, you you have uh, your parents were divorced. That's right. Thank you, cool up. That was. Uh, <laughs> And it's affected your life. It sure has. But I'll tell you, it's irresponsible for them to now say, go drink. <laughs> you, you got all these problems. You know what? Just go to that bar where you got some familiar faces. Yeah. A yeah. little Budweiser. I think, we, I think we have time for like two more songs. Okay. Yeah. One of them is, I, I'm not that into the conspiracies about songs played backwards because they're, they're often crazy. But this one, like the evidence is very compelling to me. And it's okay. the song Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. We're going to hear a little bit of the chorus and then immediately it'll play the chorus played backwards. And we'll listen to what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, smoke. What is he supposed to be saying backwards? I think he's saying it's fun to smoke marijuana. It's fun to smoke marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough stretch. That's tough. You gotta, if yeah. you're high, maybe it's not tough. This is normal. Again, not always into these, but this one's like weirdly there. <laughs> Let me ask you this though about backwards masking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they want you to hear that message, why is it always so mispronounced? That, you know what I mean? Because he's like, it's fun, smoke, 
Oh, it's fa- like if they're going to the trouble right. of saying, listen to this backwards and you'll get a message, shouldn't you be able to like clearly make out what they're trying to say? It always feels like Illuminati lizard man stuff to me. Like I never yeah. really believe it uh, and especially that it works on anybody, but it sounds a lot like it to me this time. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's all I hear now. Because it was said. It's like, how often do you hear this song backwards? It's just the worst <laughs> way to try to spread a diabolical message. I I want you to attempt this for your next like your next single. There's got to be a way. I'm saying, I'm telling you, it doesn't work. I want to see you try. Don't torture me. Don't torture me. <laughs> you know, like analytics nowadays would tell you, you want to get a message across. Here's how many ad dollars you got to spend. It's all there on Facebook. But uh, no, no, no. Is that true? Yeah, you never saw the analytics. Yeah, on there? but how much is? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I was thinking in terms of. Song. Here's how many people in Indiana liked your ad. Like it's <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, backwards masking. There's no analytics here. There's no one say, hey, how many people heard our message today? Oh well, th- one guy in Toledo, he he spun it backwards. I mean, <laughs> he spun it backwards. It's not a good. It's not a good way to subvert right, well, the, the public. Yeah, if the uh, tongue and toothsman says it so, then <laughs> what else are we supposed to do? Just but to accept shots. it. Just taking shots. <laughs> do you do you still have more selections? I thought I just thought I, of one. Oh, oh go but ahead. go ahead. I, I I only have one more picked up. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, Bodies by Sex Pistols. Oh, is actually an anti-abortion song, which you would never think would come from the Sex Pistols because they're such a. Uh, How does that go? Bodies, I'm not an animal. That that song? Yeah, that song's about like totally critical of a girl who got an abortion. Oh, wow. Okay, did not know that. Yeah, it's weird. Their their the politics are weird. And Dougie Fresh has a song called Abortion too, which is the same thing, just full on anti-abortion. Okay. But uh, there was no Facebook. People had no way to engage with the issues back then. No MySpace. uh, Oh, MySpace. So, so, so they're just on their own. Whatever publications floated through their neighborhood, that's where, they, that's where they got their ideas cool up. I, I don't know the Sex Pistols very well, but I, I do not associate punk or hip hop in Dougie Fresh's case with the anti-abortion movement. Exactly. I, I don't think I'm, they're connected. And, he, and, uh, yeah. and the Ramones were uh, Republican. Like they, they were just like it. Just seems more manly. Just so we're like they were like they were Republican dudes. Yeah, because you associate wow. punk rock with just revolution, or at least the left more than the right for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's weird. Well, I always assume the Republican celebrities are like action movie leading men or athletes, and that's it. Like, right. Everybody else is Kurt yeah. middle or left. Like exactly. Arnold. It's just about like don't take my money. Yeah, who else is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, I earn this money, like, I'll take the taxes. Yeah, like Chuck Norris is deeply, yeah. deeply red state Republican. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you got Ted Nugent, who's, he's a rocker, but he's right wing. Oh, very. Yeah, there you go. Ted Rock, he's not running for Senate. He just announced it. Yeah. Oh, so Sam. Oh, What's the state going to do? Damn, Michigan, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to wait for some uh, ICP, Violent J from ICP to, to run. Oh, I'd get behind that. <laughs> I would get behind would, that. Yeah. Only musicians are eligible to run in yeah, Michigan. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the seat. It's a music seat. That's it. I could get, hey, man, they got some Musical damn chairs, good ones. Baby. Madonna could be president of Michigan. Uh, president of Michigan. <laughs> Marshall Mathers. Smokey Robinson. He could win. Jack White. He should win. Jack yeah. White Jack for White, president. Yeah. Of Michigan. 
with his red pants, I guess he'd be Republican. (laughs) 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 We have one more song? We do. It's in keeping with it. This is a song called The Star Spangled Banner. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Dark. Um, It's got, the thing about it is it has a lot of verses. Like we all sing the first verse and that's all we ever really deal with. But the third verse has a bunch of- Is this Jimi Hendrix's version? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's 10 of him singing. In the morning at Woodstock. But the the third verse has a bunch of lyrics about- because obviously the whole thing's about a battle in the War of 1812, but one part is their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight of the gloom of the grave and the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave over the land of the free home of the brave. There's a bunch of like very violent war uh, stuff in the I middle of it. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, seriously. But you never know because it's just down in the other verses that we don't. Why do we still sing it then, it. guys? I mean, it's just like that's the song. Like that's what, like what is his name? Francis. Uh, yeah, Scott. Francis Scott Key. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's his song and that's, why are we just singing the top of it? You sound like one of them the take full. down them statues, peoples. <laughs> that's what you sound like. Nothing <laughs> as old as good anymore. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is, we can yeah. let it go. There's things we've let go. Let's <laughs> let go of this. Oof. No? Is this so controversial? It's about like killing slaves. But like, nobody sings that part. And Jimi Hendrix just, Jimi Hendrix didn't do any of the lyrics. That's the brilliance of him. Well, yeah, fine. Let's play the Jimi Hendrix song from now on. I'd like that. I would. <laughs> and not the uh, like, and not Santana doing it at a basketball game. Like not not any of that. Just the original Woodstock version. <laughs> Such passion. I'm just. We're both feeling of, things, but like, it's cool that we're feeling things about different. I just, on the record, I'm just going to say, let's not do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also, it's the kind of thing where the other thing that is right in the lyrics in the first verse that we, I feel like we don't think enough about how it's full of bombs blowing up, you know, at the top, because it's about a battle and stuff. But Hendrix is so brilliant because he, right at the part in the lyrics about the bombs, that's where he makes it go crazy. Mm -hmm. Like he, he timed it with that. So he has a specific message about Hey, Vietnam's happening and wars are happening. Right. It was an amazing comment. And that was at the end of Woodstock. A lot of people just kind of had already gone home and stuff. It was the Sunday morning after the big Saturday night. But he was making a statement in the light of day. Yeah. Oh, that's poetic. (laughs) Maybe you should do a poetry slam, Woodstock. Hey, I thought of another one. It's actually another Cindy Lauper one. Lauper. Great. Uh, She-bop. You know that one? She-bop. She bop, but we bop. You know that? Bop, they bop, but they bop. She bop, she bop, but we She bop. Do you know that one? Wait a minute. You just want to sing that song. <laughs> I do Hold just want to sing it. There's nothing different about it. <laughs> no, Wait. you know what is different about it? What? What's that? It's about masturbation. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's a she bop, we bop, we all bop. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, what's that um, Violent Femme song about masturbation? Oh, uh, uh, Sun. She's just saying Violent Femmes and then making the jack off motion. <laughs> you can always sun. kiss off into the air behind my back. I don't care. It hurt me bad. Was it Blister in the Sun? I don't yeah. mind. Is a it? Blister in the oh. Sun's about masturbation. Yes. Is it? Yeah. I would believe that. How so? 
When I'm a walking, I strut my stuff, and I'm so strung out. I'm high as a kite. I just might stop to check you out. Let me go on. Like a blister in the How's that about masturbation? You, oh. you, 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 I'm looking at this lyrics This is libel. Here. This is slander. He's got it right now. I'm not going to full on sing it. Body and beats, I stain my sheets. There I don't go. even know why. <laughs> my that, girlfriend, she's at the end. She is starting to cry. That's just a masturbation reference. That's the whole song's out about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. You hear masturbation, yeah, your you go j- crazy. Your jizz creates a blister in the sun. The power launches into the sun. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> oh my. We're in a different show now, and you're, you're acting out in public. What? It's what just astronomy, mean? man. Yeah, <laughs> it's man. It's just astronomy, dude. I just want to be taken care of by the stars. <laughs> that's astrology. Hey, there's another one that's oh. about, there's another one about masturbation. What? Oh, uh, whip it. When a problem comes along, Devo. You, you must oh, whip sure. it. When there's something going wrong, you, you must, must whip, whip it. it before the cream sits out too long. <laughs> you, you must whip it. You know that, that Green Day song off Dookie that's about When masturbation's lost its taste, you're effing losing. Hey, that's another one. That's just a reference. I don't, I don't think the whole thing's about, uh, oh, Pictures of Lily by The Who is about oh. masturbation. I don't know that one. It's an old, old Who song from the early days. <laughs> With a French horn solo in the middle to simulate the sounds of fapping and masturbation. Fapping, really? Yeah. Fapping. <laughs> hey, man, this is, this stuff didn't start with your generation, man. <laughs> We've been doing this forever, man. <laughs> Yay! Swing low, sweet chariots about a dong. <laughs> you know that. This goes way back. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> People be doing it since the day, day one. Day one. Since the day one. Day one. World's oldest profession. Hey, Roxanne. (laughs) Masturbation? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how do you get paid for that? What am I doing in podcasting? (laughs) Jeez. Roxanne by the police is pretty unlikely uh, hit. That's about prostitute. About prostitution. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that one. Is also one where I it's explicitly in the lyrics, and I just had no idea until much later. Well, the police yeah. just like red lights are fun. Wow, yeah, <laughs> red yeah. lights. So they're a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> the, the police. They're every breath tech. you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. That's just super creepy. That's that's stalkery. That's stalkery. And they yeah. also had um, "Don't Stand So Close to Me" yeah. about a teacher being sort of seduced by a Lolita-esque student. Mm-hmm. I was lame enough as a kid that I caught it with that one because I knew what Lolita was because of books. Ah. I was like, ah, oh wait a minute, this one's yeah. gross. Hey, even a par- bookworm yeah. can figure this one out. <laughs> <laughs> and my that's parents good. were like, yeah, like five of their songs are gross. Like if you uh, listen to it, <laughs> I don't know. My parents kept me in tune with what was gross. You know, <laughs> The Christmas song that everyone does of like, it's a baby, it's cold outside. Oh, yeah, baby, it's cold outside. That's uh, James Toback wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go out there. James, it's July. I'll be fine. (laughs) These guys. There's no musicians have gotten busted yet, have they? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm I'm sure sure it's on the way. Uh, Yeah, it might just be happening separately from the rest of this like yeah. before and after yeah Nelly got in trouble but I think oh yeah you might hear about that yeah there's people to be taken down R. Kelly can go down as far as I'm oh, concerned oh that's right R. Kelly yeah he's got some, <laughs> how he's has got, he not gone down I don't that's, know that's incredible nuts. I don't know uh, yeah it's time guys 
R and B music is a lot of asking for forgiveness. You know what I mean? There's a lot, like in more than any other music, like there are a lot of times like they're apologizing for something they did wrong. <laughs> Why don't we do it in the road? There, there was nothing veiled about that. That was the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, and I never got that as a kid. And then later on, I realized, oh, it's just about like mm-hmm. let's it's it's basically that Bloodhound Gang song about doing it like the Discovery Channel. Oh, right, it was just yeah. for the Beatles. Yeah. Like, I forgot about that. <laughs> dirty. I forgot like, about that. Christina Aguilera, dirty. Uh, one way <laughs> or another. Right how about by Blondie? One way or another. One way or another. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you. Yeah, that's real aggressive. It's yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girls can be creeps, too. Look, she was trying, uh, who knows who she was talking La- Ladies about. be pimps, too. Girls can be creeps, too. Girls be creeping. <laughs> There's that Rod Stewart song that's uh, like, Tonight's the Night. Tonight's the Night. That's pretty, you know. It's going to be all right. <laughs> exactly. Draw the blinds. I love you, girl. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a Lock the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rod Step st- away from my window. Oh, yeah. Step away from my back door Don't to disconnect the, the telephone, telephone line. line. Oh, that's Relax, stuff. baby. And draw that blind. That's Ooh. creepy. Cool done that to Scott, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly trying to misery him. Smack <laughs> <laughs> him. He was walking with a little bit of a hobble really? the other day. <laughs> I love hobble. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there are other songs you guys want to talk about. Let's oh, talk uh, about the festival coming up. Okay. I guess it's not really a festival. It's just a day at the Ace uh, Hotel downtown, December 10th. But it's it the- is called the PCAST. Blast. PCAST Blast. Downtown LA. That's great. Downtown LA, December 10th. Uh, there's going to be a handful of podcasts that you may know. Uh, we're going to do it. Uh, Jimmy Pardo is doing um, a sort of game show podcast. How did this get made? Uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy, Comedy Bing Bong. <laughs> and how Hollywood Handbook. So that should be a really fun, That's awesome. fun day and tonight. Um, again, it's downtown Los Angeles at the Ace Theater, Ace Hotel Theater, PCAST Blast. Tickets are available now. Folks, that is the episode for this week. My thanks to Cuckoo and Wee Wee, Kulapilaisak and Howard Kramer of Who Charted. And I'm pleased to say Who Charted is the first of this week's footnotes. We're linking off to that show, also to the Cracked article, five classic songs that were originally creepy as hell, plus other evidence that all of popular music is a series of musicians writing something insane and the public supporting that insanity. What a world! Also, as Howard and Kulap mentioned, you can see them be chartists live at the PCAST Blast 2017 on December 10th in L.A. We're linking to tickets for that. And the title is spelled like you think it is. And if you're in L.A. the weekend before that, with a little free time, hey, we got a live episode of this show for you. Why don't you come out? December 2nd at 7 p.m. UCB Sunset in L.A. We're doing a live Cracked podcast about all the awesome traditions and holidays from other countries that America ought to borrow. Did you know that a British town got rid of all their traffic signals and reduced car crashes? Did you know that Sweden has a wooden goat burning festival that is so fun it's illegal? Not a lot of people do. And you'll get way more things like that if you come out to our live show. Tickets are available at sunset.ucbtheater.com. That is theater with an R-E because we fancy. 
Of course, you don't need to be in L.A. to enjoy all the different podcast things we are doing here at Cracked. For one thing, you can get a t-shirt of this section of the show, Footnotes, if you go to podswag.com. We're also selling a Schmitty the Clam t-shirt. Uh, so it's sort of a contest. Basically, am I more popular than the Footnotes, or are the Footnotes more popular than me? And as far as other podcasts go, there is so much going on, especially our newest podcast. It's called Best episode ever. It's such a good time. If you haven't heard the premiere episode all about the show Friends with Katie Willard, check that out. And coming out very soon will be the next episode all about TV's Adventure Time with Teresa Lee. Brett and Carmen are great and they're having a great time with that show. Highly recommend it. With all these shows, we're going to be linking off to them here in the footnotes. And if you subscribe to that one, you won't miss a second of TV fun. And along with that, Cracked Movie Club has a Thanksgiving dinner of an episode for you. They're continuing John Hughes Month with Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. There's also new episodes of Kurt Vonnegut's and also of Cracked Mailbag. If you want to hear Cracked Mailbag, go to cracked.com slash subscribe to become a premium subscriber who gets extra exclusive podcasts. And as far as this podcast goes, our theme song is Chicago Falcon by the Budos Band. Our episode was engineered by Sam Kiefer, edited by Chris Souza, and co-produced by Brett Rader. You can find Brett at Brett, R-A-D-E-R, on Twitter, and you can also find him on our new show, Best Episode Ever. If you love this episode of the Cracked Podcast, oh man, that's great. If you hated it, let me know about it on social media. That's right, social media. The thing Taylor Swift performed Insanity on just to promote a new album, just to see Cardi B blow it out of the chart water with Bodak Yellow. You can find me on Twitter under the name at Alex Schmitty, and I'm also on the wider internet at my website, alexschmitty.com. And I'm happy to say we will be back next week with even more Cracked Podcast. So how about that? Talk to you then. Earwolf is now on the Amazon Echo. They just released a new skill for the Echo smart speaker called Daily Earwolf. Now you can ask Alexa to play the funniest moments from your favorite Earwolf shows. Just download the Daily Earwolf skill from Amazon Skill Store. And if you're a fan of Hello from the Magic Tavern, and who isn't, you can also download Magic Tavern Adventure. (gasps) That sounds wonderful. It's a special interactive episode we did of Hello from the Magic Tavern where you can affect the choices we make in the podcast. (laughs) I don't think anyone can affect my choices. I want to interactive. No, Chunt, interactive, it just means that. Yeah, I want to interactive. Where's the door? So if you're listening to this right now and you want to say, Chunt, I wish you were not having this misunderstanding, you could yell that at your Amazon Echo, and it would happen. Finally, you, dear listener, can help us choose our own adventure. Download these awesome new skills, and remember, you can play any Earwolf podcast right from your Echo. New skills, time to level up. New skills, time to level up. Level, level up. I'm bad at being an Echo. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.